Thanks for listening to our Faith Church podcast. Let's listen to today's message. Isn't it great to be in the house of Abba Father today? Come on, are you glad to be in the home of our elder brother Jesus? Come on, are you excited about being able to hang out with our best friend, Holy Spirit? Come on, if you're fully aware that he is fully a relational God, the God who is our father, who is our brother, who is our friend, and you're thankful not for the religion of man, but the relationship that we have with him, give him thanks. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him glory. Go ahead and love on him some more. Somebody say, I love you, Father. Somebody shout, I love you, Jesus. Somebody shout, I love you, Holy Spirit. Somebody say, thank you for loving me. Come on and give him more praise and give him more glory. Hallelujah. Woo. My word. Help me out. Help me out. Look it up. Look at me and just say, calm down, dude. What an honor to be here. Wow. Can somebody say, wow. I know that's not a religious term. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not religious. I got set free from that religious spirit years ago. But I have a a real relationship with our God, our Father, our friend, our brother. Somebody just say, wow. Mm-mm. Wow. Come on, somebody. And then Mildred gets healed. Glory to God. Wow. My, my, my. Well, I, I need to say a few things before we get into the word and the word gets into us. And let me just start off by saying that um, Mildred and I, we're just so honored to be here at faith church such a wonderful family that makes up the church of jesus christ and uh, you're led by some amazing pastors and according to romans chapter 13 on the back end of verse 7 we give honor to whom honor is due and of course first and foremost we honor our heavenly father jesus christ and the holy spirit can somebody say amen to that and at the same time his inspired scriptures tell us in Ephesians 4 that God instituted some to be apostles and to be prophets and uh, evangelists and pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints so we can all do the work of the ministry and we can grow in unity under the headship and lordship of Jesus Christ and be the hands and feet of the Lord to reach out to our community and bring them into the family of the Lord and with that said I just want to thank God for pastors Steve and Darla Edlin can you give God praise for the lives of your pastor, for their marriage, for the pastoral family, from the generational blessing, from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. Come on, somebody. And if Jesus tarries in his coming, even more generations. Give God praise for your pastors, amen, and their family. Such a spiritually rich heritage such a spiritually blessed lineage and a living legacy that is in this wonderful family and Mildred and I are honored to be here uh, with you all and and it's true it's true what pastor was saying he you know uh, it's kind of like you know Moses right he wrote that scripture that says now Moses was the most humble man that ever lived on earth 
And, uh, but it was true because it's in the Bible. Amen. And, but it's true. I tell you, it was a Sunday night, uh, November the 21st, 1993. And I came to service that night on invitation of our brother in Christ, brother Hugo or Hugo Flores, and who was a musician here, member here. And, and long story short, um, I came and I sat right here in this pew and, uh, Pastor Steve um, was preaching, and uh, he preached from the hymnal, and I forgot what number it was, but I remember the name. It was Trust and Obey. How many know we need to trust and obey the Lord? Amen? And uh, man, I needed a word that night, because I was believing God in faith that I was going to ask this lovely lady to become my girlfriend can all the young people say amen hallelujah all of a sudden this sister is feeling extra blessed because like she's in the spot and she's like lord you know the prayer of my heart and i'm believing for a man of god i'm just i'm playing i'm playing maybe i'm not maybe i'm prophesying I don't want to be prophesying. And, uh, but I was just waiting on the Lord. Come on, somebody, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. He will renew your strength. Anyways, and uh, I felt like the Lord just spoke to me through Pastor. The word of the Lord came through you, Pastor. Come on, somebody. And Spirit bears witness. Come on, somebody. And I. Felt the release from the Lord. Talk about that song, Release. I felt the release that night. And I called up the home of my wife back then. She was my friend, and I was wanting her to become my girlfriend. And uh, finally got on the phone with her. She acted like she was sleepy. But uh, how many know the Lord can quicken somebody with good news? So uh, it's true. I said, Mildred, I'm calling you to say happy birthday. It was her birthday. That's how I can't forget the date. November 21st. It was 1993. Somewhere around 9 p.m. Come on, somebody. I know. I, I called late. I called late. Back then, you didn't do that, young people. And I called the landline. Y'all don't know what that is, but yeah. And I, I got on the phone with her, and I said, I have a birthday gift for you. And she says, oh, well, thank you. Do you want to know what it is? She says, yes. I said, it's me. Come on, somebody. I was not conceited. I was convinced. Come on, somebody. The Lord spoke to me through Pastor Steve. Trust and obey. Hallelujah. There is no other way. Glory to God. Call her up on that day. And Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. But it wasn't Jesus, it was D Jesus. It was Peter D. Jesus. Anyways, that's a De Jesus. Anyway. And uh, thank God she said yes. Everybody give God thanks. Come on, somebody. And that was the beginning. Glory to God. So, Pastor, you had a lot to do with it. You did. Give it up for Pastor. Give it up for Pastor. Amen. 
Yeah, no, the truth, truth is that uh, there, were several, there were many times where Mildred and I, either together or individually, we would come to uh, what back then was uh, Faith Temple, now is Faith Church, and we encountered God here in powerful, glorious ways. And I just want to thank God for Faith Church. Give God praise for your awesome church family. Amen. We, we gave a gift to your pastors in the first service. This is the second gift. In the second service, it's the same uh, book, but the second copy. And this one is for Pastor Darla, the first one we gave it to Pastor Steve. And so this is from us to you. It's a copy of our book called Revival Now. History is in the making for the next great awakening. How many believe that when we consider what's happening in the world, literally worldwide today, we're in a historical moment. We're in an epic time where even though there are pathetic things going on, there's a prophetic opportunity for us to hear the word of the Lord and believe history indeed is in the making for the next great awakening. And it is time for revival now. Come on, if you believe it, give God praise and give him glory. Amen. Amen. In fact, uh, first service, I preached a different message. So I want to encourage you later today, this week, make sure you watch the message from the first service because I'm going to preach a different sermon in this service. And it is connected to this message of revival now. And by the way, I'm supposed to mention that we did bring some extra copies of the book. And so if you're interested in a copy, you can receive one in exchange for any size donation you'd like to give. The value is 15 but if all you got is $5, it's all good. Give it, and we want to be of a blessing to you all. And we're just thankful in advance uh, for you guys coming by and saying, hello, let me sign it. It, It'll make me feel extra special. And uh, I do want to say today is a very, very extra special day because in the room, I've got not only family in Christ, I've got me familia biologica. I've got my biological family that's in the room. And so in no particular order, but at the same time, just want to make sure I, I start here and kind of go there. I want to thank God for Elias and Tudi Maldonado and their precious <laughs> children, Jonathan and Jessamine and Jaden, the whole familia. And then uh, as I look this way, I overhear the Santanas, Michael and Maria. How many thank God for them? They are awesome. They are such a blessing to our lives. And then, of course, uh, the fruit, the good fruit doesn't fall very far away from the good trees. And I want to thank God for my uh, uncle and my aunt, Tio Blanco and Titi Iris, uh, that have been pastored in the city for years, as well as Tio Blanco's brother, who's my tío, my uncle, Tio Feli, who's also here. Give it up for Tio Feli and Santana's and wow. And, 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 and I don't know, do I have any other biological family members here? Just checking, double checking, double checking. Okay. Hallelujah. Where, 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 where? No, where's Nino? Oh, there he is. Nino Santana. Give it up for the Santana familia. Yes, 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 yes. 
and, and Nino is the grandson of Tio Blanco and Titi Iri. So uh, our family, like the Edlin family, has just been graced by God with this generational blessing that has gone from one generation to the next generation to the next generation to the next generation. How many believe in that for your family too? Come on, somebody. Our God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the God, come on, of generations. And we're going to get into that, and that's going to get into us. And mm, can somebody just go, mm, hallelujah. Are y'all ready? We're going to have some church. And then give it up for Melvin. Come on, somebody. Yeah. And his dad. Yeah. And give it up for Casey. Yeah. Let's go. Hallelujah. We're having some church up in here, up in here. And um, uh, by the way, hello on behalf of our family back in the Dallas area. Hello on behalf of our pastors, Hennessy, back uh, in the Dallas area, Trinity Church. And also hello on behalf of Dr. Galen Clonch, our superintendent for the Assemblies of God, North Texas District, that we're blessed to be part of uh, that fellowship. Would you stand with me in, for the reading of God's word? And would you quickly go with me to Acts chapter 2? Mm. Somebody just get, get, give God another mm, mm, mm. Mm. I like the way the psalmist said it Oh taste and see That the Lord is good Come on blesses everyone that place their trust in him Are you ready? Acts chapter 2 Verses 1 through 6, and then we'll jump over to verses 12 through 21, and then look at verses 37 through 41. I'm going to try to read quickly. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Somebody say amen to that. Jump over to verse 12. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. But Peter, and I really like reading this passage because I feel connected to this guy because my name is Peter. He's my namesake or tokayo, as some would say. He's standing up with the 11. Look at your neighbor and say, we, we are part of the 11. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, well, you are part of the 11 raised his voice and he said to them men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem let this be known to you and heed my words for these are not drunk as you suppose since it is only the third hour of the day but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel and it shall come to pass in the last days says God that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh somebody say all flesh and I love this generational declaration that became a 
manifestation and demonstration. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and the awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord. Somebody help me out. Shall be saved. Jump over to verse 37 to wrap up the reading and then we'll pray, take our seats and move forward. Somebody shout now. When they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. For the promise, again, this is a generational statement, is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Somebody say, that includes us. Somebody say, but it's not limited to us. Somebody say, it's for future generations too. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say, Lord, do it again. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to your throne of grace through your Holy Spirit, according to your word, and we give you thanks, praise, and glory, and at the same time, we're ready, Lord, to receive your living and active word. Lord, open our ears to hear what your spirit wants to say to your church. Open our, our spiritual eyes to see the vision you want to show us, and God, open our minds and our hearts to receive the incorruptible seed, your dream that you have, that you want to deposit on the inside of our very being so that it can set roots down deep within us and begin to grow as the planting of the Lord and bear fruit in our time, regardless of the times that we're living in. This we ask in the name that is above every name, to which every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, in heaven, on earth, and below the earth, that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And everybody says, take your seats and do me a favor. I need your help. Look at your neighbor and just say, neighbor. Tell them it's time for revival now. Look at your other neighbor. Say, other neighbor. History is in the making for the next great awakening. How many would dare to believe that? Come on. I got to move quickly. I got to move quickly. And so I need to qualify. Why am I sharing this message? Well, I would say I believe this message is indeed directly connected to the great multi-ethnic things that God has been doing right here at Faith Church and the even greater multifaceted things that God will continue to do here and through here in the days and the weeks and the months and the years to come. How many thank God for what God's doing right here at Faith Church? Come on, if you're thankful, give Him praise. Come on, if you're thankful, give Him glory. I, I thank God for Faith Church because Faith Church looks like heaven. 
John the Revelator said in the book of uh, Revelation that he saw in heaven all languages. He saw all tribes. He saw all nations. He saw all ethnos groups, all ethnicities. And how many know that's what heaven looks like? And if heaven looks like that, that's what the body of Christ needs to look like right here on planet Earth. Come on. And I just want to commend you all for being that church. I thank God that you're not just a one ethnic group church. You are the church of Jesus Christ who has faith in the Father, in the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you come from all different ethnic backgrounds. And what we have in common is that we are washed by the crimson blood of Jesus Christ. And we are sealed with the Spirit. And we are filled with the Spirit even unto overflow. And all the young people said, yeah. ah, they got to say amen because they just went to overflow yesterday. <laughs> Glory to God. I also believe that when we look at this text that we read, it describes what God's been doing here at Faith. When it was tabernacle, when it was temple, when it was, now it's church. Faith, faith, faith. And I believe it also describes what God's going to continue to do in the days, in the weeks, in the months, in the seasons, in the years ahead. Is there anybody that would dare to believe that? Come on, somebody. Listen, there's a second reason why I'm sharing this message, and it's very personal to me because it has to do with an assignment that God has placed on my life to share this word of faith, this word of hope, this word of God's uh, love, uh, because I, I know what it is personally to go through an 18-month season of a dark depression that I thought was going to be the end of me. Can we keep it real? Can we be transparent? Can we be vulnerable? See, it's shortly after, and I talk about it at length in the book, so I hope you'll pick up a copy, but shortly after Mildred and I, in 2008, got on staff at Cornerstone Church in San Antonio, Texas. Maybe you've heard of it, or there are pastors who are wonderful men of God, Pastor Dr. John Hagee and his son, Pastor Matt Hagee, and we became the high school youth pastors and then eventually became the young adults pastors. I thought, well, this is the dream come true ministry opportunity and all of a sudden I felt like I was in a living nightmare and it was not because of anything having to do with the great pastors Hagee and the great pastoral staff of Cornerstone Church and the great church family. It just happened to be that God in his sovereignty allowed me to go through a difficult season that in my humanity I thought was going to be the end of me and in the, the devil's uh, Satan attack he was convinced that he was going to have the best of me but how many know that God is sovereign come on somebody that he knows the end from the very beginning and from ancient times he declares those things that shall come to pass and that even when we battle with some stuff I remember going through what started off as fears and then it grew to confusion and in doubt and and even uh, panic and anxiety attacks and dis 
disbelief, questioning my calling and gifting and God, even to the point of really wondering, am I in right relationship with the Lord? And even feeling like the great prophet Elijah, man of fire, who although in 1 Kings chapter 18, he's operating in the supernatural of God and he's praying that it would not rain because of the idolatry in the land and it did not rain in Israel for three and a half years. And then he has the showdown among Carmel with the false prophets and uh, he, he, he says the God that answers by fire, he's the real God. Come on, we're going to connect this. Come on to Acts chapter 2 and the fire that came down. And you know the story. If you haven't read it, it's pretty powerful. And, and he overcomes 450 false prophets and he ushers in the fire of God and even after that he says okay now it's gonna rain and now the heavens opened up and it rained for three and a half years even after that he told King Ahab you better get ready because rain is coming go ahead and saddle up your horses get your chariots running and ready and go but even this Elijah outran the horses how many know you got to be pretty quick to outrun the horses and this man is operating and supernatural, 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 supernatural. But then all of a sudden, second, uh, first Kings chapter 19 happens and Jezebel catches wind of what happened to the 450 false prophets. And she says, I'm going to destroy this Elijah by this time tomorrow. And then do you remember what happens in first Kings chapter 19? Elijah starts to fear and then he starts to flee and he isolates himself from those that were supposed to help him. He gets to the point of just saying, I just want to die. Anybody ever been there? Can we be honest? I remember going through what I went through and I got to the point of even feeling like I was having a heart attack and I just wanted to quit. I just wanted to die. I was like, Lord, please, by your grace, only by your grace and your mercy, let me just go to sleep on this side of heaven and wake up on the other side of heaven. I was so deep. Depressed. I, 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 I was at my wit's end and I thought it's it's over. It's over. It's so anybody ever been there where you feel like it's over? And I thought it's over, it's over, it's over. But but somebody say, but God. But God said, listen, listen, Elijah, Elijah is one of my great prophets, but but I want you to consider another man of fire. And instead of Elijah, I want you to consider your namesake, which is Peter, because because Peter, he went through some some stuff, too. You remember Peter, he gets the revelation that that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God in Matthew chapter 16. You remember that, uh, you know, uh, Jesus tells Peter. Peter, Simon bar Jonah, Simon means to have heard, bar means of, Jonah means dove, true story, my mom, who is the sister of my uncles, wanted to name me Simon or Simeon, my dad said, why would we name him Simon or Simeon if our last name is De Jesus, and we already know what happens to Simon in the scriptures, he gets a name changing, he goes from Simon to Peter, thank you Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He goes from just hearing, let's go, to being a stone, let's go, to being a rock that's connected to the chief cornerstone. How many know that it was that same apostle Peter that later wrote in one of his own pistols that Jesus is the living stone and that you and I become living stones, plural, connected to the chief cornerstone who's the capstone and as long as we're with him and he's with us, everything's going to be all right. If you believe it, give God praise and give him glory. Yeah. 
Help me out. Somebody say, calm down. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Calm down. Uh, and so the Lord was, was showing me that, 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 that I did not have to end uh, uh, my, my run prematurely like theologians would, would say, I believe accurately, that Elijah did. Because he says, I'm the only one. And the Lord said, no, you're not the only one. There are 7,000 others who have not bowed their knee to Baal. The thing is, you just got to get, this is a free promo for the conference, united. Oh, come on, somebody. I need some young adults to say amen. Amen. You got to get united with the others. You got to connect with the others. You got to do life together with other believers. Because when you do, come on, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren and sistering, if I could say that way, to dwell together. Psalms 133. In what unity? It is like that anointing oil that is poured out upon the head of the high priest that runs down his beard that gets to the edge of his garment it is like the dew of the morning that shows up in Mount Hermon which is northern Israel and begins to descend southward towards Mount Zion there God commands there God speaks his blessing and it is life and life forevermore anybody believe that for this house as well come on somebody it's clergy appreciation month it's pastor's appreciation month you just got to understand that When we honor God and we honor those that God has set in place, there is a blessing that not only pours out upon them and the leadership, it goes from the head down to the toe. It goes from the top to the very bottom. It covers the entire body. And I just got to dare to declare that there is an extraordinary blessing that God is continuing to pour out upon faith church. Not only your pastors, but the entire church family that's in this house and the families that you represent come on if you believe the word of god give him praise and give him glory yeah 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 yeah. so somebody help me out again say slow down but slow down slow down slow so what happened was the lord was just sovereignly working in my life and at the tail end of the the 18 months he brought me into a season not of depression but of revival. And that season of revival led to multiple seasons of revival because there are some seasons where God will do a thing and it's like a domino effect. And what he does in that season is not limited to that season. It connects with future seasons and literally becomes an exponential impact. Come on, somebody. How many would dare to believe God has a season for you now? Come on, how many would dare believe God has a revival season for you now? Glory to God. And, and, and what, I, what, I, what happened in my life is that the Lord began to revive me. He began to revive us. He began to revive our family. We began to see revival break out in the high school youth ministry of Cornerstone Church. And then we got promoted to being the young adult pastors in addition to being the high school youth pastors. And then we began to do things on a 
citywide level. I don't know. Maybe it's just coincidence that you guys are hosting this citywide conference coming up pretty soon. Or maybe it's not a coincidence. Maybe it's a God incident. Maybe what God is doing here at Faith Church, come on, includes Faith Church, but it also includes the rest of the church of Jesus Christ. Come on, in the city of Rochester. Come on. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, this is a prophetic utterance that the Lord is saying what I want to do now in faith church is not limited to faith church but it's unlimited for all the church of Jesus Christ and he is beginning to unite come on somebody he's beginning to unite believers he's beginning to unite come on uh, generations he's beginning to unite uh, sons and daughters uh, siblings in the faith because what God has in store for Rochester is so far greater than what any one congregation can contain oh come on I'm speaking prophetically now I believe that the best days of Rochester are not in the past in 1830 to 1831 when the great Charles G Finney was sent by the Lord to come to this city and be used mightily for revival to break out and reach government and reach politics and reach business and reach all the sectors of society and from there there was a great awakening that began to spread throughout the northeast region of the U.S. I dare to declare that if God did it back then, God could do it again. He's just looking for a church that will say, oh God, we're hungry, we're thirsty, we're believing, we're trusting, we'll obey you, we'll walk as you tell us to go, and we're believing for revival now. If you believe it, shout yeah! Oh, my word. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. You know what I'm going to ask you to do, right? Just say, calm down. Sometimes I have these conversations within me, you know. It's like, dude, you're going too fast. Plus, I'm kind of tired. But the Spirit of the Lord is stirring me up. And you're probably wondering, well, what is your testimony have anything to do with where we're at in 2022? Thank you for asking that great question. <laughs> See, what I went through was from part of 08 to part of 2010. And about nine years later, December of 2019, the Lord says, okay, now write the book. And I knew right away he was talking about revival now. And I was like, Lord, now? Really? I wanted to write this book the first year, the second year, the third year when we launch our De Jesus Ministries. Why now? And again, God knows the end from the very beginning and from ancient times he declares those things that shall come to pass. And he knew, he knew that the global pandemic was about to come. And so in 2020, as we began to write this book during the global pandemic, the Lord told me, if I could revive you, I could revive others like you. How many know that during this uh, past pandemic, this post-pandemic time, there are people struggling with fears, struggling, come on, let's be real, with, with doubts, with confusion. Come on, they're struggling with mental challenges to mental wellness and wholeness. They're, they're struggling with anxiety, with 
panic, come on, where they struggle with disbelief, even to the point of questioning their own relationship with God and effectiveness in the kingdom family of God. Come on, I'm talking about people like me, like me, like me, like me. I'm not dancing right now, I'm confessing. Come on, somebody. Anybody else that can confess with me? Listen, this, this is just the reality. And what the Lord told me is even though a lot of the prognosticators are saying, they're forecasting that the next great depression is on its way, that what happened last century, thereabouts uh, in the 1929 to 1939, could happen once again here in our nation. The Lord said, but I'm God. And if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray seek my face and turn from their wicked ways come on then I will hear from heaven I will forgive their sin come on and I will heal their land second chronicles 7 14 and I said Lord what you talking about he said listen he said listen even though they're talking about the next great depression he says I'm about to release the next great awakening oh I need somebody to believe this I need you to believe it for your life I need you to believe it for your family i need you to believe it for your come on your community i need you to believe it for this church family i need you to believe it for the city of rochester i need you to believe it for the state of new york come on let the haters say what they say about your state let them say whatever they say come on about your government let them say whatever they say about social movements i'm here to prophetically say god's not done with new york yet and what god began he's faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus and even when we are faithless or have less faith he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself what he said he will do because our God is faithful and true if you believe it give him praise and give him glory My, 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 I got to wrap up and all I've done is just scratch the surface, but I believe even if we're not careful, we look at reading from Acts, preaching from Acts around this time of year, and we say, hey, bro, you too late or you way too early? Because Acts is connected to Pentecost, and Pentecost normally happens in the month of May or the month of June, depending on how the Gregorian calendar lines up with the Jewish calendar. And so, you, yeah, you're a few months too late or you're way too early. But I'm reminded of what John 4, 35 says, when our king, when our Lord Jesus himself speaks to his own disciples and a revival has just broken out because he encountered the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. Come on, somebody. How many know anything about wells? Come on, somebody. I know you know about wells. Come on, pastor. I know you recently preached about the wells. Let's go. And when he 
when Jesus encounters the women at the well, regardless of her past, regardless of her five past marriages, come on, and the sixth one that wasn't even really her man, she needed encounter with the Son of Man, come on, which is Jesus, who is the bridegroom committed to wed or marry the church, which is his bride. And when he prophetically encounters her, she goes back to her people, to her family, to her friends, to her, her uh, circle of influence, to her community, and says, come meet a man that told me everything that I ever did. This is not man's cheap religion. This is the real thing of a relationship with the living God who knows the end from the very beginning. He's read my mail and he's given me hope that no matter what, come on, he's still going to fulfill his purposes in my life. What happens? Revival breaks out in Samaria. And I love the fact that it's Samaria. Why do I love the fact that it's Samaria? Because although it is in Israel, watch this, and this connects to Brighton. Glory to God. Watch this, watch this. Samaria was not populated by Jews only. Ah, God speak. Hallelujah. Samaria was populated by Jews and by Gentiles who began to mix together. Come on, somebody. Don't you love the unity in the body of Jesus Christ? Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loved the little children of the world. Come on, somebody. I know where we're at. I know we're in Brighton, but I've got good news for you. In the same way revival broke out in Samaria, I'm telling you there's coming. There is now here it has already began it's going to continue to expand revival right here in Brighton and from here from the Jerusalem to the Judea to Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth the Lord's about to do a new thing now do not dwell on the past do not think on the former things behold I do a new thing now says the Lord I am making a way in the wilderness and I'm causing rivers to flow in wastelands if God did something great back then God can do something even greater in this time again what does Jesus say what does Jesus say what does Jesus say he says do you not say that there are still four months and then comes the harvest see if we're not careful we try to get theoretical with God if we're not careful, we try to get practical with God. And please understand, hindsight's twenty twenty, So we can look at what God has done in the past and make a theory out of it. We can look at what God has done in the past and say, well, it was all practical. But the reality is God's not limited to theory or practicality. God is sovereign. He transcends our theories. He transcends our practicalities. The reality is that it's his plan to encounter all humanity so that all would be saved. And he says here, but behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest I need somebody to believe this message is not too late and this message is not too early come on somebody especially the youth and young adults come on you just came back from overflow now you're getting ready for campus awakening come on somebody I believe God is saying something to the young people because Joel 2 said and Acts 2 said sons and daughters are going to prophesy young men young ladies are 
are going to see visions. Yes, the older people are going to dream dreams. But God's doing something in a powerful way in these last days where two-thirds of the three generations are the young people. Oh, I don't know about you, but I believe God's looking for a millennial generation, a zillennial generation, a Z generation, even baby Eliana, the generation alpha. God's got his hand on that generation, and he's going to raise them up to prophesy. He's going to raise them up to see visions. He's going to raise them up to move in the authority and the power that is available in Christ Jesus and in the kingdom that he is king of kings of. And God is going to begin to show forth his power, his glory, with miracles, signs, wonders, confirming the word of God so that this generation that's looking for the real deal, they'll find out our God is real. Somebody give them praise. Somebody give them glory. My word, my word, my word. Somebody say, speak, Lord. I believe the Lord is speaking. I believe the Lord is speaking. And I believe that what Jesus was saying is, we don't have the luxury of time to be waiting until next May or next June. There's a harvest now. And here's the thing about real revival. Real revival, which by definition is restoration to life. Because the thief, he comes to steal, kill, destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. John 10, 10. Real revival, which is a reawakening of interest in relationship to God. Because if we're not careful, according to Revelations chapter 3, the church has a name of being alive. But in reality, it's spiritually slumbering. And that's putting it nicely. The reality is that according to Revelations chapter 2, the church that is called Ephesus, which means desired or to be beloved, that has a name that represents love. If it's not careful, it has been so good at its good Christian moral conduct, but it has lost its first love. And it's not either or. It needs to be both and. And it needs to start with the first love. It needs to start with the church that is the bride of Jesus Christ. Coming back to the first love and growing exponentially in love with Jesus. Face to face with him. In the intimacy of his presence. Being with him in his glory. Like Joshua's generation was. We thank God for the Moseses. They spent a lot of time with the Lord in the tabernacle. But one thing Joshua learned of the many things from Moses is that when Moses would leave to go deal with with the issues of the people, Joshua's like, can I just get a little bit more time with you? Father, can I get a little bit more time with you? Presence, can I just get a little bit more time with you? Holy Spirit, can I get a little bit more time with you? I just want to I just want to get some time with you. And it was being filled with the very spirit that was poured out on the day of Pentecost that Joshua then was able to get, and I'm going to say this, I know it sounds weird, but I'm going to explain it, possessed to possess territory for the Lord. Did you know that the word pulse 
possessed comes from a Latin word, possedere. It's not a Spanish word. It's a Latin word, possedere. Possedere means for something or someone to literally come and sit on you as the head of you. We read in Acts chapter 2 that on that day of Pentecost, they were all together in one place. And all of a sudden, they heard the sound of a rushing mighty wind that entered the place. And then they saw what? Flames of fire that came and what? Sat on the head of them. Did you know that posedere literally means to be purchased? Oh, by another. How many know that we are purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ? Come on, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 says, Know you not that you are not your own. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Come on. You have been purchased at a price. What else does the scripture say about posedere? Posedere also means to literally be influenced or controlled by. How many understand that Romans chapter 1 tells us there are those that are influenced or controlled by the flesh, but then there are those of us, uh, come on, uh, who are led, who are influenced, who are controlled because we've given our free will to the Lord by the Holy Spirit. You know what else posedere means? It literally means to be characterized as another person. And now I know when you think about these things, you're like, oh, that's why the enemy is twisting because that's what the enemy does. He twists what God has instituted and he tries to pervert it. But when we look at our lives, uh, how many know that Jesus says, if you're going to follow me, you got to deny yourself, take up your cross, and then you're going to come after me. How many know that even Paul said, I die daily? And how many remember that even Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ Jesus lives in me, and the life I now live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How many know that we really are possessed by God? Why? So we can possess territory for God. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up so, so we can finish. But let me just say this. When we look at the revival of the Acts church, we see that although it started with 120 who were in the upper room, it results in 3,000 on the day of Pentecost. So here's the thing. Watch this. Jesus had 12, but if you do the math, 120 divided into 3,000, it's at least 25. It's double. Remember what Jesus said in John 14, 12? Verily, verily, I say to you, those that believe in me, the works that I do, they shall do, and greater works than these they shall do, for I go to the Father. The implication is when I go to the Father, I'm sending you Holy Spirit. When I send you Holy Spirit, you're going to receive the outpouring. You're going to receive the infilling and you're going to receive the overflow. Come on, young people. You just came back from overflow. And the overflow is not going to result just in the 120 continuing to live their lives for the Lord. In addition to that, the overflow is going to result in the 120 reaching more people 
people than they did before Holy Spirit was poured out. Oh, come on, somebody. In other words, we need the outpouring. We need the infilling. We need the overflowing, not just because of us, but because you represent the remnant. And when God looks at you, he sees through you to your family and to your friends around you. And he sees those that are battling fear and anxiety and panic and depression and feel like they're going to end their lives. But what he sees is how you are going to be a testimony and a witness for them to be able to come to the full knowledge of Jesus Christ. Come on. Do you believe that God is about to bring a great harvest even in this season? Listen, we got to stop waiting for next season. We got to say, this is the season. This is the time. Now is the day. Come on, if you believe that, stand with me and give God praise and give him glory. If you believe it. Here's the thing. Hallelujah. Here's the thing. When Peter gets up to preach on the day of Pentecost, he says in verse 16, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And so here he is, an apostle. Apostle means a sent one. Apostles were noted as those that had walked with Jesus, beheld Jesus. They operated in the supernatural with Jesus. And after Jesus ascends and they receive his spirit, they even operate in greater works. Because it's Jesus in them through the Holy Spirit doing the greater works. So there's not a competition here. It's a completion. There's not a contradiction. It's a compliment. There's not a frustration of our theology. There's a fulfillment to what God has said. And the thing is that, the, that, that, that Peter says, hey guys, this is what had been prophesied almost 900 years ago. And he's saying 900 years later, what God has said, it's now coming to pass. And can I say, I know that God has said a whole lot over Rochester. God has said a whole lot, a whole lot of prophecies, a whole lot of visions, a whole lot of dreams that multiple generations have experienced from the oldest to the youngest and from the youngest to the oldest. And I just sense in my spirit that he's saying, I'm about to fulfill some words. I'm about to fulfill some prophetic utterance. I'm about to fulfill some visions. I'm about to fulfill some dreams. I'm about to fulfill my word. Like he said in Isaiah, I send my word forth and it does not come back void, but it accomplishes the very reason, the very purpose, come on, for which it has been sent. And I just believe that God is saying, Pastor Zedlin, church faith church city of rochester believe god to do it now believe god to do it now believe god to do it now now simply means at this present moment without any further delay come anybody believe that god could do something in this present moment without any further delay you know what i love about 
Joel chapter 2, it wasn't just salvation. If you go back and read verse 32, it was also deliverance. Come on, somebody. God is not limited in just saving the spirit of an individual. Come on. I need somebody to believe this. God is unlimited in authority. God is unlimited in power. He can set the captives free. Come on. The sister was talking about a fresh anointing. We got to remember Isaiah 61 connected with Luke chapter 4. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. But it doesn't stop there to heal the brokenhearted. It doesn't stop there to set at liberty the captive. It doesn't stop there to bring sight to the blind. It doesn't stop there to declare the acceptable year of the favor of the Lord. In other words, God has more in store for his people if they'll just believe him for it. I believe you're about to see the greatest move of miraculous activity that God has done in the past. It's about to increase in the present. Get ready, pastors. You're going to see salvations. You're going to see healings. You're going to see deliverances. You're going to see miracles, signs, wonders, confirming the word of God. In fact, Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Mildred, would you please come? Acts 2, 22 says, This Jesus of Nazareth, whom God accredited to you by miracles, signs, and wonders. See, the Jesus that you and I preach, the, the Jesus of the kingdom of God, his message is not just spoken or written. His message is confirmed by supernatural activity with miracles with signs with wonders with the supernatural with the extraordinary first corinthians 4 20 says the kingdom of god is not a matter of talk but of power romans 1 16 says i am not ashamed of the gospel of jesus christ for it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe first for the jew then for the gentile Hebrews chapter 2 verse 4 says that Jesus was given witness not only by the apostles who walked with him and received the baton from him, but the miracles, the signs, and the wonders gave witness to the reality of who Jesus is as the Messiah, as the Christ, as the living Son of God. No, get me wrong. We're not following miracle signs and wonders. Miracle signs and wonders follow us because we're in Jesus and Jesus is in us. I've run out of minutes, got a whole lot more message, but I think it's a good time for us to open up this altar. And one of the things that Mildred like to do, Mildred and I like to do by, by, by example is say, hey, we're already here at the altar. Anybody want to join us? Is there anybody that says today, I want, I want revival now. I want restoration to life. I want a reawakening of interest in relationship to God. I want it in my life. I want it in my home. I want it in my family. I want it in my extended family. I want it in my generation. I, I want it. I want it. I want it in my neighborhood. I want it in my community. I, I want it. I want it. I want it for my generations. I, I, I want it. I want it. Is there anybody else that says, I want this? I want this. I want what God has promised. Come on, if you need, whether it's salvation, whether it's rededication, whether it's reconciliation, if you need, whether it's deliverance, whether it's healing,
if you need whether it's uh, some type of breakthrough we were singing earlier about breakthrough in fact Mildred and I we're going to step up on this platform and we're going to ask you to get closer get closer because there are still people coming there come 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 on keep coming keep coming keep coming keep coming keep coming is there anybody else that says, says I, I want everything the Lord has for me I want everything the Lord has for me I want the salvation I want the deliverance I want the healing I want I want the breakthrough I want the provision I want the the miracles the signs and the wonders because check this out what God does to you he likes to do through you what God does to you he likes to do through you and so that should cause us to realize we need more of him because there are more people to reach for him it's not enough for me to just have my Christianity from my own life and my wife and our three kiddos and our son-in-law son-in-love son-in-the-lord and our precious granddaughter I got to think about my dad. I got to think about my mom. I got to think about my siblings. I got to think about my brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws. I got I to think about my nieces and my nephews. I got to think about my great nieces and my great nephews. I got to think about my circle of influence. I got to believe that if God did it for me, God could do it for them because, because some of them are struggling with fear. Some of them are struggling with panic. Some of them are struggling with anxiety. Some of them are struggling with thinking about just ending their lives. Some of them are struggling with gender identity. Some of them are struggling with things that the devil has thrown at them and I'm just here to say not on my watch devil I am not going to stay quiet I am not going to stay still I'm going to press into the Lord I'm going to pray like never before come on I'm going to fast I'm going to worship I'm going to praise no matter what I'm going to declare the word of the Lord I'm going to believe that God is going to fulfill his word you and your household shall be saved and that's not just people living under your roof that's everybody connected to you God wants to bring revival for everyone now so I'm going to invite you to bow your heads close your eyes and would you just would you lower your hands for a moment this I'm doing this on purpose there's a reason for it I'm going to ask you to bow your head close your eyes lower your hands and if today you say Based on that verse, those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whether you've never received the salvation that comes only through Jesus. Or whether you've received it in the past and you have strayed from him and you want to be reconciled to him. And you want to receive that salvation. It comes through repentance and believing repentance metanoel change the way we think so we can change the way we live re is again pent is top when we repent we can get back on top again with jesus and believe is more than just accept the existence of believe is trust in him believe is confide in him depend on him rely on him look to him and say you're my only source jesus every head bowed every eye closed Every head, every hand bowed or lowered. If you say, I want Jesus, I want salvation, I want rededication, whether it's for the first time or you've done this before, but you know you need to 
reconnect with him again. On the count of three, just raise your hands to Jesus. One, two, three. If that's you, raise your hand. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. At least 21 lives, precious lives. That whether it's for the first time or it's because of other times, you're saying, Lord, I just want you. Heaven is about to celebrate. Angels are about to rejoice. Abba Father, Jesus, our elder brother, Holy Spirit is about to sing over you. Dance over you in victory. And you're going to dance with him in victory. I want to invite everybody to join these 21 in at least raising our hands to the Lord and praying with the 21 precious lives, precious people. And would you say, Father, in Jesus' name, through your Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your promise that those that call upon the Lord shall be saved. So Jesus, Lord of Lords, I call upon your name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I ask you to wash me with your precious blood and to cleanse me with your holy word. I ask you to sanctify me by your Holy Spirit. And I ask you to fill me with your holy presence. I confess Jesus is my Lord. I believe Jesus rose from the dead. And by your grace, through faith, I am healed in Jesus' name. And now I receive revival now. I receive deliverance, healing, breakthrough, miracles, signs and wonders. Confirming your word in my life. And I stand in the gap for my family, for my friends, for my circle of influence. And I say, Lord, move through my life to reach many other lives and bring them to faith. In Jesus' name. Now just thank him right there where you're at. Come on, just thank him, 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 just thank him. Thanks again for listening to our Faith Church podcast. We are so glad you chose to listen to this message. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications when we release new content. 
Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Faith Church Rock to find out more information about what is currently happening at Faith Church.